and welcome again to Wise Women Wednesdays. I'm Jennifer Regular, a soul-centered empowerment coach with Lighting the Path, where I help those that are at a crossroads find a new direction in their life. I'm also the host of Wise Women Wednesdays here on YouTube, and soon to be a podcast as well, where I like to gather women from around the world who have a message to share, who's been on a spiritual journey and has found so much more consciousness and insight along that journey that they're willing to share with us. Today, I'm here with Sarah Lamond. She's joining us from Cape Town, South Africa, and she's an accredited integrative Enneagram facilitator and qualified ICF, that's International Coaching Federation coach. She has always had a deep interest in enabling individuals, partnerships, and teams to engage as effectively as possible to enable growth, resilience, collaboration, and impact. And she uses Enneagram as one of the many tools in which to do this. Sarah has a deep appreciation for the nuanced complexities and insights this powerful system offers, and she'll be sharing some of that today. When she's not partnering or connecting with humans in service to clients in the community, she schedules all her meetings in the wilderness, as she believes moving in nature or seated on a mountaintop offers the clearest connection and quality signal of all. So today she's here to talk about conscious leadership through the Enneagram. Welcome, Sarah. It's so great to have you here. Thank you, Jen. It's really lovely to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Absolutely. And it sounds like you're doing some really amazing work. And being able to restore yourself in the wilderness, I think, is also important where we get to engage in that activity and also be able to receive from the world that we're trying to create and, and try and integrate all of that. And I know that you've become really passionate over the years in the Enneagram process. Can you tell us what that's all about and how you bring that into a leadership position? Mm, so, yeah, it's it's it actually the Enneagram I was first kind of introduced to in 2014 and and then again at in 2015 actually in Canada um British Columbia at Hollyhock and um and I really each time it just kind of really settled and sat with me and I and I got really interested and curious in the model and the fact that there was a model that could help us to almost guide us with a map of kind of human motivation and human behavior and really get a sense of not only ourselves and the many different parts of ourselves, but also understand how we are all and each as human beings coming from such different perspectives. And that for me was quite profound. Um, my own interest in human behavior, my own interest in like transformation and growth and development understanding people and really a love for humans and how yeah how do we how do we support ourselves most effectively to thrive um and it's amazing being alive but we don't all thrive you know i think a lot of the time we're kind of in a bit of a fog and we we, we don't necessarily know um we don't have a kind of guidebook when we come out and we're ready to kind of navigate this journey of life we don't have a guidebook necessarily and our guidebook is often kind of conversations and our education and and those are perspectives that are external um and it's so nice when we can somehow have a guidebook that doesn't give us a 
external perspective, it rather kind of goes, of these, which ones do you really resonate with? Which ones speak to you of these archetypes? And so that's very much my interest in the Enneagram. And that's kind of when I then started to study it. And then I actually got accredited and trained and um, and now I'm, I'm working with it and, and journeying with my clients with it, which, um, yeah, I think for me, it has such a, it's such a complex system. And yet, if you're just having a conversation with somebody, you can just help, help share what the Enneagram is in quite a light way. Um, but if you're journeying with somebody over, you know, some clients are, I've, I've been working with the Enneagram for two years. And, and so it's this constant kind of onion peeling, delaying kind of journey of, of self-discovery and also of growth and maximizing one's strengths and yeah, just new, we're constantly learning and evolving. So the Enneagram is just a really wonderful tool to support that. What an honor to be able to witness that in another mm -hmm. human being and to see that unfold. And it must just be fascinating to see how someone becomes more aware and more awakened through that process. What was the process like for you when you learned about your own Enneagram? What kind of insights did you gain through that? What was your journey like? Yeah, amazing. So I, I actually, I think for me, the most profound piece of the Enneagram was that within us, we hold everything. Mm. And, and I, I usually like to use this kind of analogy, but so the Enneagram is made out of these nine kind of archetypes and within each archetype, there is a specific motivation. So if I use the analogy of we're all sitting, we're, we're kind of sitting around a round table and there are nine seats at this table, we usually have a seat that we are kind of drawn to. And that one, that particular seat, we like the design of it. We like the aesthetic of it. We like the, the way it feels against our skin. We like the perspective that this particular seat at this table gives us to kind of look at the rest of the table. And that's kind of a bit of a comfort zone. And at the same time, it's also, it's what we like. And, and that's, that's totally fine and we can own it. Um, and if we, if we just stretch ourselves a little bit more, it is that we as human beings have access to every single seat at the table. But often we choose because of nature and nurture and our own kind of programming from childhood we often choose to sit at one particular seat. Sometimes we're quite fixed at that seat and um, we can't actually ever go and sit at the seat next to us on either side of us or on the other side of the table because we just, we don't like the way it makes us feel um, or we don't like the perspective. And, and so that little analogy, I mean, it's one of many analogies and the Enneagram is one of many models, but I find it's the most powerful model to use just to get that perspective that we, we have all the potential in the world to integrate and use different skills within us and, and, and parts of ourselves, awaken parts of ourselves. For me, the Enneagram did that. I was able to see what seat I was sitting at, what seat I had become quite attached to, the lens at which I was kind of looking at the rest of the table and kind of going, oh, you know, that's, 
I don't like that because of X, Y, Z, or I don't like that, or that one scares me. And so I don't usually go and sit at that, that, that seat. And it really helped me to just give, get, get a sense of the lie of the land. Um, and that's, that if I, if I want to step up and go and take a seat, the active controller, which is often a kind of archetype that is very um, leadership orientated, quite confrontational, and, and, and embodies or resonates with quite a high energy of, of, um, of action, then I have that within me. It's just, how do I get to know that part of myself? And can I accept that there's a part of me that actually loves standing in, in a, uh, or within a collective and actually leading and being, and I can be quite assertive, you know? And so, so really, it helped me to understand parts and, and kind of facets of myself that had either maybe gone to sleep or that I had maybe, yeah, I was fearful of, fearful of accessing because they were too powerful or they were too frightening. Um, so that was really helpful. That was my very much my journey with the Enneagram. So would you say then that the awareness kind of brought it all to light for you and kind of lightened up the whole process where you're able to really lean into it. And it sounds like a very individual process, but then I think too, there's a lot that comes out when you surround yourself with people around you and it kind of creates a, a system of sorts. Mm -hmm. Would you agree yeah. with that? Like, And Jen, that's, that's why I think it has become so popular within corporates and multinationals and big organizations that are so well established because and especially around the pandemic you know the last two years have been discombobulating for all of us mm. we haven't quite known like what is truth what is i'm so uncertain the media is telling me one thing the paper i'm reading is telling me another the doctor i listen to is you know and and there's so many different narratives at play and and tuning into your own truth at the same time as who can I trust um has been quite disconnecting and so we've noticed it in working with corporates is and 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 kind of bigger organizations the collective organizations is this really kind of um fragmented culture because now all of a sudden people aren't as connected, some people are working from home. Some people have all of a sudden have to pick up their lives, and you know they they're now working remotely. And work colleagues that they could energetically get connect with and and get a sense with, and and people that were extroverted who, who craved getting the energy and that kind of just communication with their um their partners and their and their and their work colleagues have were were all of a sudden not able to. And so it's just a shift. It's, it's not good or bad, it's just a shift. But what the Enneagram as I have found and experienced is that it's been able to kind of bring it all together and hold a space of almost like a mental model. So even though we are not sitting side by side, even though my work colleagues are now, when we don't have this kind of, we're not all sitting under one roof of the traditional office and, and workplace and things are maybe more hybrid and changing, the Enneagram is giving us a language and a way of seeing things that can be incredibly supportive whilst we're disconnected. And because I'm now understanding how to support myself and lead myself better, because I'm now understanding that 
maybe that's the archetype that I particularly resonate with of the nine archetypes, I'm now able to understand my work colleagues and where they are. And we've now got a bit of a common language and, and, a, and something to talk through whilst our culture is changing. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, it does make sense. Yes, the, the conversation has changed and the place we have those conversations have changed and in our environments. And it's interesting too, because although we've seen disconnected and distance and having to talk to screens, I hear a lot of yeah. people saying they're not noticing the screens as much anymore, yeah. that they're able to lean in more. So that's kind of a nice feeling. Um, and sure, there's a lot of cons that come with that too. We still have, mm. you know, the green the screen and electromagnetic frequency changes, but we're also seeing each other's homes. You know, everyone is seated in their home or in some kind of little spot or environment that they've created to be able to do their work and present themselves into the world. And we're able to have so much more connection with the world now being online where working out an office or a building structure or, you know, was kind of limited to who we were accessing and who we were relating with and who we were able to service. And now with it being online, we're showing up in our homes, mm -hmm. you know, and we get to see each other in our homes and in our work environments. And that's a whole interesting mm -hmm. way of being and relating with each other now too. We're not just all in the same office. We're actually mm -hmm. meeting from each of our homes and that creates a whole different environment for that's, conversations that's and work and so on. Mm. And I know your business is called Signal, Signal Through the Noise. Tell us mm. about that. What, is, what does that mean? And it's so interesting what you were just saying earlier, Jen, around I, I, I found myself nodding away because it's so, it's so a, a truth for me and it's coming up in conversations that for some people, this space of Zoom and, you know, kind of Microsoft Teams and, and all of these a kind of online ways of connecting has brought the globe closer, has, has, has made the connections and the network um, accessible, even more accessible. And so, you know, work colleagues don't need to fly across the world, yeah. have these big conferences, which are often quite stressed, stressful because you're away from home and you are needing to juggle a number of things and you're on a flight that is a different time zone and you arrive at this conference you know, kind of hoping to gather information and make connections. And, and yet there's a part of you that you've left behind. And, and I think there's something like what you're saying is this insight into who are you? I can see you've got a beautiful tapestry on your wall and you've got a plant and a, and a, and a chime in the background. And that's interesting to me. I'm, I'm already seeing a part of you that I didn't know when I just saw you face to face or, you know, walking under one roof in a building or, you know, kind of putting our time sheets in and you know and I think and I think there's something really it to me just to bring it back to that question of signal to me I think there's a lot of noise there's a lot of noise out there that we're trying to navigate to try and find the truth and trying to really make a connection and 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 I'm my experience uh 40 years here on earth has very much been around how do we find connection how do we find that signal where we've got a there's a direct line we're on the same channel and i hear you and i see you and i i don't need to do anything but there's there's a connection and that connection is truth and authenticity and that is incredibly fulfilling 
and it helps us to ground and it helps us to gain clarity of our thoughts because we are relational beings you know like we we need each other to learn and understand and 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 um, share and express ourselves and I think that to me is very much what signal is about it's how do we declutter and and for everybody it's different you know is it it's not necessarily about being silent, but it's about being aware of how do you find your signal? For some people, it's going for a walk up the mountain. For some people, it's meditating for 20 minutes in the morning and the evening. For some people, it's playing with children. They wake them up. So it's, it's almost like the signal to me, how I understand it is very much around a presence. How do you get presence? to who you are and life and turn at least turn down the noise because my personal journey of turning down the noise has been a long one and it's been very noisy in my mind and so turning that down and finding out what are those practices that you can do that really help you to turn down the noise and really connect with your signal um yeah oh i love that i love that and for you it's the wilderness you mentioned 100%. yes <laughs> and how wonderful yeah. that you have access to that so so for those of us who don't bring us into that what does that feel like for you out in the wilderness yeah Jen I I often joke that you know I I live in a very small a, a very small little apartment but I've got a very big life mm. and and I think that's I, I love that kind of philosophy on life is small home, big life. And, and my small home is full. You can see a little bit of it with plants and, and, and the wilderness is not hard to get to. It doesn't cost anything. The greatest thing is time, giving yourself that time. Yes. And, and, and being, even if you are, I mean, I find <clears throat> one of the specific points in my life where I really built this practice and started kind of creating and developing the practice was actually completely unaware. It was almost intuitive. I was just completely pulled towards it. And it was sunrise hikes after my mom had passed away. It felt like the most, it's the, it felt like the truest thing at a time when I just couldn't make sense of why did she have to, you know, Get diagnosed with cancer and why and I, and I was going through a whole bunch of things but I'm I'm so young and I so I so want to to be part of my journey through life and to play this role and and I found the wilderness and going out into nature was it was the most grounding thing for me and I knew that the sun would always rise and um and there was something really special about that clarity and that you know, that kind of energy of having the sun in the morning and, and it, what it required was getting up really early and just getting out there. Um, South Africa is a little bit sketchy just in terms of your own safety. So I had to take that into account, but, but it was, yeah, on a, on, a, on a much deeper level, it was around um, being in a space that felt incredibly nourishing during a time where I felt quite discombobulated and quite, um, yeah, quite sore and raw. Um, and it was a beautiful anchor. 
I find there's such a strong connection too with the outer sun and our inner sun, you know, being able to ignite that light and expand our heart. And I find that there's real potency in that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the affirmations that I like to use in the morning is may the sun illuminate my heart so that my heart may illuminate the world. Mm-hmm. And I just find there's that constant interaction with the elements and with our own bodies. And, and you mentioned early in our conversation about everything exists within us too. And I just, I find that really powerful and really meaningful and making us a part of in being mm-hmm. it as well, you know, and there's just such a strong connection when we connect strongly with ourselves, we connect more strongly with others and with the world at large and yeah, having a big home, but a big life. I love that kind of saying, you know, we don't need to take up so much space, just some kind of sustainability, even in that. And like you say, you're not having to travel as much anymore for work, then we're taking care of the environment in that way too. And, mm. and building more sustainable systems within our community and our connections and our network. Right. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it is a net. It's, you know, who we're catching and and bringing in <laughs> who we're drawing in and in that net. Right. And and yeah. to make sure that they're meaningful and quality connections that we're bringing into our lives, because I think that's really important too to be able to know, you know, who and what's needed in our life to be able to sustain us, to help us grow, to help us evolve. And the Enneagram is such an interesting thing because then you know who to invite to your table, right? Who are who's going to take up those different seats and perspectives at your Mm. table, right? Mm. Who are you going to invite to dinner in a sense, Mm. right? Mm. To nourish each other and spend time with and break bread with. And yeah. And so, yeah, what a fascinating process to have that Enneagram and to have um, things outside of work and new ways of relating with each other and um, in your work, um, is it just with corporate clients no. that you have or who do you work with, Sarah? Mm. So it's also, it's um, professional, uh, it's professional, sorry, it's private, it's private clients, um, which, which are kind of individual leaders. Often, a lot of them are kind of in social impact or some kind of humanitarian work, mm. um, which is, which has been really interesting. And then, and then from a kind of corporate organizational piece, um, it has been, it's often an individual journey with some of the leaders within a, within a corporate or within an organization. I'd rather use the word organization, but um, so it's individual work with the Enneagrams, kind of that introduction and, and kind of giving them the lie of the land and then working with that, but not as the core focus. So once they understand just the model and the tool of the Enneagram, then, you know, they're the expert of themselves. So I, I help at when I offer them the knowledge of the, the Enneagram to use and to kind of create a language. And then from there, it's it's actually working with themselves and a team and, and understanding how better to relate to others, um, to realize that they're, as you say, you know, um, there are nine seats at this table and it's interesting to know who's sitting in each seat and and which seat they find comfortable and why and 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 what a beautiful conversation to have and how do we have more of these conversations and 
the more people of diversity and range around the table, the more juicy the conversation. Mm-hmm. And if it's, you know, if we're able to, to develop skills of listening, the most simple storytelling skills of listening, of sharing, communicating effectively, holding space, being empathetic. There's such beautiful, very human, very, um, yeah, grounding kind of foundational skills that we learn when we're this high, but that we lose along the way because of the noise and the craziness of of life and our experiences and kind of getting knocked down and then trying to pull ourselves up and forgetting a lesson and then, you know, learning it and bringing it back in and then being quite awed by something that happened, has happened in your life. And so I think that's very much part of part of how we work. Um, I mean, there's obviously, there's a very contained structure within working with a with an organization because yeah, a lot of organizations have been, uh, are, are have a mandate of, you know, kind of the bottom line and, and profit and results driven. What are the outputs and, and, and return on investment, et cetera, et cetera. But, you can't have any of that without the human dynamic and and human and the culture and the connections being cared for and supported. Your your human resource and your talent is everything. Yes. And when they're happy, then everybody wins. You know. Amazing. I mean, it sounds like the traits of an awakened leader, and that you're really cultivating mm. conscious leadership. That they're now taking into this organization, which then supports a kind of culture that can thrive. Mm-hmm. That's incredible work, yeah. Sarah. <laughs> Thank you so much for the work that you do. It sounds incredible. And I wonder that other people would probably feel the same way. So how can they connect with you? So I um, I have a website that is okay. uh, currently under, it's not under construction, so it's going to be, I'm actually developing it, but it is www.thesignal.co.za and, um, and, or otherwise they can email me at sarah at thesignal.co.za. And I mean, how I usually work as I like with most most things is that you just start with a conversation understand it's very important to me as understanding what's really at the core of somebody's challenge or, or kind of even what they what they're wanting to build a vision that they're wanting to create and how can I come on board and support in a sustainable way that um yeah that that obviously helps and and is um effective for a solution that they're wanting to get so so that's very much it's usually through my website or email directly and um and then we'll have a conversation oh wonderful thanks for the invitation sarah and i encourage everyone to do that go explore the website and see what's been happening on there you might find some articles and services that really resonate and you can also just reach out and email sarah and get that conversation started So Sarah, thank you so much for joining us here today from all the way at the other end of the world. I'm positioned here in Victoria, BC, and you're out in Cape Town, South Africa. Through the power of Zoom, (laughs) here we are. (laughs) Yeah, so it's been such a pleasure having you here today. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's so lovely talking to you. I can carry on forever. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. There's so much more I would like to ask you. 
And we'll have another guest here next Wednesday on Wise Women Wednesdays on YouTube. Thank you so much for joining us today. And don't forget to subscribe. We'll see you again soon. Bye for now. Thank you.